1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a big night at hand and it was a game that promised so much for Steve Clark's Scotland side but delivered so little. A reality check perhaps as Gareth Southgate's England walk away with a 3-1 win on the night. What did we learn? How do you look back on it? And what is next? The domestic stuff's almost back for those of you who don't get tickled by international football. But whatever is on your mind, we are here for you tonight. I'm Gordon Duncan and in the company of... Simon Donnelly and the only English pundit that we've got who comes on on a Wednesday night. I thought about scoring you off the rota for this week, but here we are. Good to see you as always. And you, my friend. I was about to say to you, Gordon, I'm disagreeing with you yesterday. I think it delivered an awful lot and it showed no. an awful lot. It was it was a good game uh, for me who was supporting both teams and obviously, you know, I'll go along with you the winners. You supporting both teams, don't <laughs> it, was, it was a fantastic game. But as you said, you know, the important thing for Scotland was, was winning the, the qualifier and... No, yesterday was just a friendly, so yeah, exactly. It was just a, just a friendly, who cares? They have a friendly, who cares? Never <laughs> a friendly against the old enemy, but uh, yeah, listen, the big one for us was Friday night. Uh, I think I said in last week's show, you know, if we get that win, we're, we're, we're as good as there. I, I, I firmly believe we are there. Uh, obviously, it's not official yet. Last night, you know, the competitive edge, it's, it's England, and it, you described it as a reality check there. It probably was because. I mean, we've we've been brilliant recently. We really have beaten Spain at home, winning our first uh, five games of the campaign, more or less qualifying, and then you're pitting your wits against, you know, I would say one of England's best teams. Uh, get to the semis of the World Cup, they're in the final of the Euros, probably disappointed with themselves at the last World Cup against France, right enough. But they've got some great players. They've got some really good players. So I, I still think we can play better than mm-hmm. we did last night. But you've got to acknowledge the quality that we were up against. Come on then, 0141-951-1025. What did you make of last night? What did you learn? Was it a reality check? How good were England? How bad was Scotland? What was the difference in levels? Was it just a friendly and you don't care and the real important thing was the qualification matches? You can you can try and spin that one if you want. Um, but whatever you thought of last night, why not get it over to us? Um, but certainly towards the end of the show and moving into the, the second part of the show, I should say, uh, maybe a look forward as well because it's going to be an interesting return uh, to the domestic calendar as well when we get back to it this weekend. Uh, I noticed Nat Phillips, for instance, spoke today, didn't he, for the first time uh, as a Celtic player. Um, the European squads were submitted yesterday. Celtic and Rangers, some noticeable absentees in them. So if there's anything else at all, it's 0141-951-1025. Good to have you two back. Are you both still friends? <laughs> After the Masters on Saturday evening, one of you was a champion, one of you was not. <laughs> Before you start speaking about Simon being a champion, I'm not too happy with the rules and having current players playing well, 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 and carrying listen, teams. Listen. No, that, it's just it's just really unfair. Who's he talking about? This guy's about 12 years older than you. Ah, oh, but he doesn't yeah, move like that. take it on the chin. Yeah. He moved like a 21-year-old. He, he was moved sharp, fantastic. wasn't he? I thought yeah. you were sharp. You were my man of the match. Seriously? Yeah, because I take into account um, like age, age handicap sort of <laughs> well, thing. I thought before, about, I said last week, I didn't feel I was at my peak. I'm not at my peak. So let the ball do the work. That's what I tried to do. And when I think he's talking about our striker. Mm-hmm. And you've got a guy like Gary Hooper up front. Got a chance. Uh. Get the ball to him. And, you know, Commons popped in with a couple of goals as well. But it was yeah. very enjoyable. And 
at the twilight of my career to win another trophy, Gordon. Because I was looking, I mean, you must have been one of the, I'm sorry to keep banging on about it, oldest. were you the oldest? No, I think Colin Cameron, Colin Cameron just we had the conversation, you? we were going back to the, the changing room, and, and Mickey was just in front of me, mm -hmm. and I said, Colin, what age are you? Mm -hmm. so I think he's 50. I said, right, you've pipped me, because at one point I thought I might have been the oldest <laughs> guy. There. I wonder if there's anyone else sad enough that on a Saturday night was sitting on his couch, into his Apple Watch going, how old is Simon Cameron? <laughs> How old is Colin Cameron? I looked over to the mirror in my living room and thought, get a life. Is that, uh, but that genuinely was... Um, you were a in life. Before we go any further, what about Bully Boy Bartley? Yes, yes. Throwing, throw, throwing your I, weight I, around. I did the co-coms in their first game against Rangers. Uh, Alan Hutton mm -hmm. went into the sideboards. Uh, Funnily enough, we've actually got a special guest from 7 o'clock, so if you want to get your thoughts in for Morris Ross tonight... Uh, you can do He went into the sideboards Then he tried to uh, retaliate And, and rip his hamstring I thought you hamstring. took it too far Honestly I did How? Because I was playing golf With Mark Wilson today He is a friend of ours He's a friend of the show Yeah And he says his, He showed me his arms Are covered in bruises Because you were grabbing him Yeah but That was because I was trying To grab him to keep him up But he's covered <laughs> in bruises I didn't want to barge Mark Or Simon Or Kenny for it you know, I for that as well. Yeah. Super, super I, scoreboard friends. Exactly. I actually ran next to Mark and I said, I'm not going to barge you. But and you like, grabbed him and he's, he's, he has got bruises all over his arms. Because I lent into him and he's very lightweight, so to keep him up, I did grab him. <laughs> Everybody's lightweight compared to you. <laughs> yeah, well, they were accidental, the other two barges. And then, you know, that was in the first game, so I then realised... Bully boy but The brayhead yeah. bully boy but It was good to, to actually watch him in action in the first game because then I knew <laughs> to avoid <laughs> him. Avoid him at all costs. But see if you think about it, right? Did you ever actually see him on the ball? I just saw him barge people all night. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't do. see you touch the ball <laughs> no, at any point. That was my job as a footballer. Like, literally 10% of my career was on the ball. 90% was winning it back. Anyway, 01419511025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. If you have any thoughts about the Masters, I mean, we're going to spin this out all week because I'm looking forward. I hope Mark wears his, his medal in tomorrow to wind up Gordon DL. That's the plan uh, for tomorrow. But anyway, let's get to... Last night, give us a a brief taster, Simon, and an overview of what you made of it. Just what I said earlier, there. I think Scotland can perform better. Uh, you're always going into that game. I, I, I think somebody made a good point on Twitter earlier on, a friend of mine, that the, the fact that we were going into that game with a bit of hope and belief that we could get a result against, as I say, one of the top teams out there just now, international-wise, I think it, it shows how far we've progressed. And... Yeah, it's disappointing. We, we kind of dust ourselves down. It's it's our, our biggest rivals. They'll get the bragging rights. But you have to, as I said earlier, you have to acknowledge the quality on show. I mean, Foden for me, fantastic player. Bellingham is oh going to be one of, the, one of the best, you know, 20 years of, of age. And sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, you're up against fantastic quality. However... I do think we, and I think Steve Clark said it himself, I think we can do better. Let's find out, get your calls in then. It's all well and good hearing what Simon and Marvin made of it. But what did you make of it? How did you, I know nearly everybody watched it. It was one of those games that captures the imagination one way or another. I know even those of you that don't like international football probably watched it. So get your calls in 01419511025 right now, please. Chris is in Govan, who's going to kick things off. How would you sum up your take on it, Chris? It was one of those things, I mean, as I said to the producer uh, who takes the calls, as I said to him, how far are we actually away from challenging England? Because at Euro 2020, we went to Wembley, drew 0-0, we played them in a World Cup qualifier, you know, Lee Griffiths' free kicks, mm -hmm. we've beat them at Wembley before, 
And last night, I don't know whether it was the occasion, whether it was it was because it was a friendly, whether we were fatigued from Friday night. I don't know. And I just thought last night England were just brilliant. I think Jude Bellingham, can somebody see if he can play for Scotland? <laughs> because, I mean, Jude Bellingham is magnificent. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the first goal is a bit of a fluke. The second one, Andy Robertson's never making mm. that error again in his career. Do you know what I mean? And the third one, Jude Bellingham's just magnificent. And I just think, how far do you guys actually think we are away from challenging with England? Or do you think it was last night, it was just a friendly, and we weren't really... It wasn't really the result, it was more the, the occasion, or what do you think happened last night that we lost 3-1? Marvin, give us the non-biased take. <laughs> no, listen, Leave I, the bias to us. I understand what Chris is saying. I think you know, it's very, very difficult to, com- to compare the two. Um, you know, if you had to say to me which one do I think is ahead obviously England and I think you're missing Jack Grealish and, and a couple of other players as well I take on board definitely that Scotland weren't at their best yesterday I think part of that was down to to England how well they played um, but I also think England had another couple of levels to go up if they if they needed to and I think that would probably be the worrying thing you know looking at the two teams I, I do think there's a way to go for Scotland to be in, able to compete against England uh, most definitely but you know, look at their campaign. It's been absolutely fantastic. And sometimes you come up against a team, as Simon said, and you just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, they're better than us on the day. But I think if you look across the team, the amount of money people have gone for, Declan Rice, for example, yeah. Drew Bellingham now at Real Madrid, you know, Harry Kane at, at Bayern Munich, you know, there's there's a real depth within that mm. squad as well. Saka coming off the bench. So there is a bit of a way to go, but you only improve by playing against better teams and Steve Clark will take a lot from that game. The comparisons with previous results <clears> is maybe a difficult one to wrap your head around in some ways, Simon, because... By every measurement, Scotland are better now than they were at the Euros. And they're certainly better now than they were on the daily Griffiths scored those those two free kicks. So you don't judge where Scotland are based solely on last night and and then ignore the other stuff. Because again... Well, England were probably much better last night. You know, it it seemed... to, to, to relate it loosely to our domestic game, right? If you've got one of our big two and someone's trying to cause a bit of a shock, you need them to be off it a little bit and you need mm. to be at it. Whereas Scotland yeah. probably weren't bang at it last night really? and England actually were. They, they were really good last right night. from the start. I mean, they, only, they were getting stick for a performance against Ukraine a couple of days yeah. ago, but they were bang at it last night. And that's maybe the reaction from that, the, the Ukraine game. You know, and I think they won two or three corners very early on. They, 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 they took the game to Scotland straight away. And you're right, I think England are better than the, the, the England team that we played in the last two games. Uh, it's not to take anything away from the performance at Wembley because I thought Scotland were, were close to getting a, a win down there in the, in the Euros. But as Marv is saying, you look through that team and they've got pace to burn as well. But they they know how to use the ball mm. and they, they know how to be effective with their pace. I don't think us, I think Andy Robertson's a strong runner, but you wouldn't see anybody on our team is really lightning. You know, and I think that was they went for the jugular early on uh, mm-hmm. last night and really put us in the back foot. I mean, our top players in recent times, John McGinn, McTominay scoring goals, they, they didn't really get into the game. Did they, Scotland get anything wrong? Because, like in any game, as we've said, we all just, you shrug your shoulders and say mm-hmm. they are better than us. If we end the discussion there, I mean, we've got an hour and forty-five minutes left, <laughs> so let's try let's try and dig a little bit deeper. Did Scotland get anything wrong in terms of of approach? You know, could they have done better? I'm not sure we go as far. You know, Chris is saying about kind of tiredness from Friday. I don't think we need to uh, make those excuses. Did, did Scotland do things wrong? 
Yeah, Steve Clark will look at it because they've lost the game of football. So there's, you know, it's evident they did do some things wrong. They didn't do some things, you know, to the best of their ability. That's probably a better way of putting it. Um, they made mistakes and they were punished for them. You know, with, with all three goals, I mean, if you go far enough back, there's, you know, you're giving away the ball without needing to do so under under no sort of pressure, and you get punished. You know, the better the team that you're playing against, you know, the more ruthless they are in that final third. And I think that was the biggest difference between the two teams. I think if you'd have put the you know England's front three within Scotland's team and flipped it, then you know, Scotland would have had a much better chance, and you know wouldn't have gone out there with a three-one defeat. Um, but it's football, you know. You learn from these kind of situations, and and it's about improving. And you know that Scotland players have learned a lot about themselves as well that they're not the finished article. They would probably wouldn't have thought that going into the game, but they definitely know that now, and yeah. they'll keep improving. They've been fantastic, and let's not take that away yeah. from them. Chris, been did, fantastic. It, did, did it feel like a reality check to use that an appropriate phrase? Oh, de- definitely. I mean. That was one of those games last night that, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm 28, so I've never seen us at one major finals. And it's just, it's one of those things where I watched us and I'm sitting thinking to myself, God, if we go to the Euros and play like that, I mean, against top sides, I want us to go somewhere. I want us to get to finals. I want us to make an impact where we're there. I don't want us to go there. Oh, we're out again. Do you know what I mean? I want us to see us improving, keep improving. And last night just showed that we're still, I think, a bit away mm. from really challenging. Did, and this is the bit that's, I guess, down to personal preference. Did did, did we not know that? And I know everyone was getting excited and I know <laughs> they were getting carried away yeah. and I know everything that goes into the, the occasion and so on. But if your conclusion from last night is Scotland aren't as good as the second best team at the last Euros alright are, are we staying the obvious there is that is that, well, is that, big, what, is that big drama listen I get what Chris is saying there I think we're all the same I'm older than Chris I can remember us getting to other finals we still never progressed yeah, out, exactly, out yeah. the group but I think this team are capable of doing that once we get to Germany I, I really do but as you quite rightly say there who put England out the last World Cup it was France who got to the final and were a kick of the ball away from winning the, the tournament themselves the England team are a really good side. Uh, I don't think, and we've showed recently because Spain are a, another excellent side, a wee bit different yeah. to England, maybe not as aggressive ta- attacking wise, but we proved to be get, we were good enough to get a result yeah. against them. I mean, if you link the two, then is that is that where Scotland are at? capable of beating good sides, but clearly not going to do it all the time? Is no, that yeah? Fair? I think I think that's fair. I think you know that will be you know kind of the wording that Steve Clark would be happy with as well. Um, you know they know that they have to pump their best to, to compete with a team like England, as you just said there, who've gone to the final of the Euros and the semi-final of the World Cup. They have to be at their best, and they weren't yesterday for whatever reason. You know, there's many different things we can say that tactically. You know, I think they were set up in the way that Scotland play best. I don't think they change that for anybody. Um, but you know, in terms of within the game, there were things that they could have done better. But again, we keep saying England are a top, top team. Let's take nothing away from Scotland. They've won five out of five games, by the way. Let's not get carried away with those 90 minutes. England, for me, are a better team. I think you know people within football knew that before the game. And you know, are we surprised by the result? Not really, if I'm honest. Uh, let's thank Chris and bring in John, who's in the east end of the city. John, what was your take? Hi, uh, hi Gordon. Um, sorry, Marvin and Simon. Um, my take was... Um, when they brought on Christie and Dykes, right, it made a huge difference right away. Well, certainly Christie did. But I think they missed a trick. And the trick, and I, I, what I can understand as well is, why did they not bring Shankland on? Shankland would have done, he's, he's a premiership player, he's playing week in, week out. Dykes is coming back for injury. 
he's hardly he's hardly kicked a ball for QPR. I mean, I thought that way. I thought they missed a trick there. What does Lord, what does Lawrence Shankland have to do to get a game for Scotland? Yeah, l- listen, I think Shankland's got off to a really good start this season. Uh, I watched him in a the, the couple of the European games. I think he's did well to, to win a place in the in the squad. We could sit here and, and, and go over the decisions all night. I think Christy did have a positive impact yeah, he when did, he came on. He? he did, yeah, but that that doesn't go to say that, you know, he got the initial line-up wrong. You know, you're looking for your, your squad, you're looking for your guys to come mm. on and have a positive impact. Dykes uh, has been over the, the course for Scotland in recent times and did the business, and, and Adams as well. So maybe it's just a wee bit of trust in these guys and the likes of Shankland that John's talking about there will have to just keep knocking on the door and, and wait for his chance. You see uh, Lewis Ferguson coming on last night, mm-hmm. albeit towards the death, but Ten he minutes. comes on, he's had to be patient as well. These guys, you know, you just have to keep knocking at the door, keep doing it at the domestic level with hearts and, and hopefully you get your chance. But I think with the, the, the team decisions last night, I think you're going with the guys that have actually over the last couple of years produced for Scotland. Yeah, and I don't think Steve Clark just wants to hand out international caps for the sake of it. You know, it's a privilege to play for Scotland and pull that shirt and get onto the pitch. So Shankton's done ever so well, first and foremost, with his, you know, the way he's played for Hearts and his form for them, and he's been called up to the national team. In terms of Lyndon Dykes, he's a totally different striker. And I think at that point, he's probably thinking, let's get the ball up, let's be a little bit more direct and try and get off the second ball, hence bringing on Christie with him. So, you know, it's nothing against Shankton, but as Simon said there, you know, Dykes mm-hmm. has played many times under Clark. I mean, Shankland, remember, was the one, the one only player who missed out in Cyprus. He mm. he didn't even make the match day squad. So yeah. it shows you Steve Clark's sort of thoughts in, in the pecking order. Is this not about just giving a nod, John, to the job that guys have done for Scotland in the past? Not even in the recent past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, um, Gordon. I really do. And I Dykes has come up with great goals. Um, Norway, uh, etc. And even she Adams done it last year against Denmark. But I just thought it's it meant to be a friendly last night. Yes, they brought on Ferguson. It seemed like a wee bit of a token gesture bringing him on at the death. Um, but if they were going to do that, they had unlimited subs. So why does Rhodes even just throw on Shankland? Mary, it's not, it's not the first squad that he's been in. He's been in lots of squads and he's not really made it. He's not really been given a chance. I just thought it was a, uh, a chance to bring him on. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, be, to, be fair on, to be fair on Lewis Ferguson, I think he was stripped and ready to come on before Harry Kane scored the third mm-hmm, goal. So yeah. you, you never know. You know, if that doesn't... If you, if you get him on quicker, it's almost like, oh, go on then, come and, and yeah. try and get get you know the, yeah, the, the draw rather than at the token gesture, as, as John yeah. says. So I think sometimes timing can be... It uh, can be a bit difficult on that, but thank you to John. Good time to call 0141951 1025. We'll try and get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141951 1025. We're looking back on last night, and if there's anything else you want to discuss, pick up that phone 0141 1025. Let's hear from Stevie Clark before we bring in John on the line. Uh, he says this camp is still a success despite that defeat to England last night. He thinks <coughs> they'll learn plenty heading into big games against Spain and France. The most important thing in this camp was to get three points in Cyprus. We achieved that. We knew playing against England was going to be difficult. 
Playing against Spain away is going to be difficult. Playing against France away is going to be difficult. But if you want to learn as a team, you have to play against good opposition. So we have to go away, learn the lessons from tonight and try to be better in the future. Five wins, 15 points. That's what, that's what we have. So I told the lads, the camp's been a success. It would be nice to have a positive result against England to make it even better. But the objective of what we came in to do has, has been done. Obviously, we didn't want to lose to our old enemy. But on the night, England were better. So sometimes you have to take your medicine in football. And tonight, we'll take our medicine and we'll try and improve. Kind of hard to argue with any of that. No. I, mean, no, I know it's not the way football works, but if I sat you down Thursday well, and said, right, you can pick, a, pick well, one I'm of sure the games. You did. did you not pose that question to a few of the panels? Oh, no, it was one of the callers, did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so if listen, you're greedy, you wanted both. And I think just the, the feel good factor and the way Scotland have been performing, it was another good performance. People will say it was only Cyprus, but many times in the past, I remember we went to places like that and struggled. Scotland made it look really easy and won the game by half-time. Uh, the run we've been on, you know, the feel-good factor's there and it's with good cause because we've got some decent players, some good quality in our team. There's youth in it as well that's going to make it better. But as Steve Clark says, we came up against a team there that will be one of the favourites to win the tournament next year. What would you choose, Si? Cyprus or England? But as I say, I'm greedy. I wanted to beat you guys but, as well. But I would, yeah, I'd be happy with the No, what would you have chosen? Not happy with? Yeah, I'll go Cyprus. Oh, good man. Good man. Obviously. I thought he was going to say England. That's the only answer. No, we want to yeah. get to Germany. Yeah. We, want, we want to go to Germany. Um, yeah, let's, let's bring in John and see what he took away from it. John? Uh, good evening, Gordon, uh, Simon, uh, Marvin. It's good to see you've made it for Saturday. That was a lot of out there on Saturday night. Somebody how bad, no how, how how bad, bad was the standard, John, honestly? Rubbish. It was, it was nearly as bad as the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like to play on? Was it as bad as it looked? No, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. It's not much given that. But as I say, I, I played in it last year. The, the, How's the body been? The body has just almost getting back to normal today. This is what? Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, John, what about the real stuff last night? What, what did you take away from it? Yeah, well, obviously I was on a Monday full of enthusiasm and full of talking Scotland up and uh, all day before the game, it was it was great. We made a I mean, I'm not in the Tartan Army, but I felt part of it and uh, seen them and from end up me and my friend down there got a face painted like Braveheart of somebody and it was, it was crazy. People coming up asking for selfies with and the full occasion up to the start of the game was brilliant and then it started. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, then it went downhill. But, uh, I felt at times it was the final ball. We maybe kept the ball too long and it was that final pass. Uh, I'm assuming they've got players like Kyle Walker who's, who's a speed merchant coming at you and you, you don't get that time on the ball so you've got to pass it a bit quicker. Uh, I don't feel anybody let us down. Uh, the occasion maybe got to some people, but seeing they've got players like Jude Bellingham, who will probably win the Ballon d'Or in its couple of years, Phil Foden, who's a treble winner of a Man City. I'm not going to talk about these on Monday, but when you see them up close, you're like, wow, these are phenomenal players. And Jude Bellingham is only 20. Not that we don't have great players, these, these are just world class players, some of these. So it wasn't a. It was disappointing, but in perspective, if you're going to lose a game, and I know it was quite a friendly because it's old enemy, 
I'd rather we lose this game than win our next three, which possibly will lose against Spain. But as long as we get the two points in the next three games, the field goal factor still be there, and, and we'll draw them in the Euros at the end 2024, and we'll take them then. <laughs> well, here's the thing that we could have been discussing tonight, of course, because the build-up to last night wasn't only about the rivalry; mm. it was about the fact Scotland could have qualified last night, given yeah. the good work that had been done. What I didn't realise until. I got home Was actually how close Georgia did come yeah. to equalising And they had They had the chance Late on And tonight yep. would have felt Would have felt very different But John's talking about the Is, is that the reality We've got um, Some very good players mm-hmm. And then You know make, You can certainly make a case for You know In his position And what Andy Robertson's done You know Is he in the sort of World class bracket You know Would he get a game for most teams That's kind of the The barometer Don't necessarily want that debate But that's that's what you're looking at for England, isn't it? You're Jude Bellingham, honestly. Yeah, like you said, he is truly world class, and you know will win the Ballon d'Or. I agree with uh, with John on that point definitely. At some point in the future, um, yesterday for me, I've seen him play obviously a few times, but that was the best I've seen him. I think the way he controlled the game and the way he moved about it against players who have done extremely well at international level, it looked far too easy for him. And you know, I think he, well, I don't think he will only get better. He's only turned twenty. It's scary. Mm. It really, really is scary. But you look at his form for Real Madrid as well. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest teams in the world. He's taken that in his stride and been yeah, fantastic. Top goal scorer already, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think even small, for, like the way he's obviously been willing to resist the obvious. He could have got an English Premier League move, went to Borussia Dortmund, again could have then went to English Premier League, goes to, Back to, to Real Madrid. Madrid. Um, but even, even just like the culture though and handling mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and he almost like, almost acts like, he, he plays like he's 29. Yeah. Like, and he's like bossing people around and, I think we've had Rangers fans on the phone, Simon, because they got to see him up close when, when Dortmund played Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm a bit like John, um, having seen him up close last night, yeah. he just said, oh, wow. Because it's the ability, well, but what, mixed with the athleticism. What Marv says there is, I think the guy's got a really level-headedness about him as well. Mm-hmm. But I think what Marv's saying there, he makes the game look easy. And there was a guy that came on the scene for England, Wayne Rooney. And I remember him playing at Manchester United, mm-hmm. his first Champions League, and he's a hat trick against Fenerbahce. And he made it look easy. And this guy is probably on the, that level. Mm-hmm. He's went into Real Madrid, arguably the biggest club in the world. He's taken the number five. It's got a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Zinedine Zidane. Not that I'm comparing him to Zizou mm-hmm. just yet. But he has taken to that like a duck to water as well. So, and all at 20 years of age. So, and I believe he's got a younger brother who's. Yeah, yeah, not bad yeah. as well. So I had a nightmare last night. For anyone who's thinking you were on the show last night, how did, how did you see him up close? So I thought I would just rush down to Hamden after the show. I'll maybe get there like just before half time, and I'm used to that because being a look, I love being here with you all. I really do. But you tend to miss midweek games, so I've got it. I've got it down. If if Motherwell or Scotland are playing midweek and I can make it there by half time, I do it. Yeah. But I've got a little rule in my head, and it's mostly for Motherwell games that if I get there. And my team, whoever it may be, are two down. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not going to go for the second half of a game where you're losing 2 0. It's ludicrous. Fair weather supporter here. No, 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 no. You've got your dinner to go and get. <laughs> I would never, like, at half time, 2 0. Who wants to go for the second half? Anyway, last night I was just extremely busy. And Wait, I got 2 0 down. I got in the car, though. And I didn't have time to put the radio on. I went from one phone call to the next, my busy guy, mm-hmm. um, all the way to Hamden. Parked my car about five, ten minutes up the road, got out, ran 
up to, to Hamden I was more was looking like you at the, the, the Masters <laughs> took a while. climb up the stairs and I, I look at my watch thinking maybe five minutes of the half to go and at that point I take my phone out and see that England are 2-0 up and I'm just like what am I doing why am I going in here just to go in and watch them and the second half was a bit better um, but Bellingham up close was like, I'm not going to say I enjoyed watching them I wouldn't mm-hmm. stretch it that far but it's one of those I'll think I'll remember yeah I think, I think the Scotland players will remember it as well in a, probably in a good way to say, listen, that is that is the levels of what we're up against and you need to find a way to stop top players like that if we are to go, you know, to the Euros and progress out of the group. Um, but as you said, he was he was absolutely fantastic and, you know, you can't speak highly enough of him as a professional footballer at that age, at 20 years of age, to do what he did yesterday and to do what he's done so far in his career. So that is what Scotland are up against. And I think sometimes you have to take a you know, seat back and say, right, let's look at this really in perspective and look at the players we're up against and... A 3-1 defeat, no Scotland fan's going to say, you know, that's acceptable. But I don't think you can be too hard on the team. and Nobody should because they got five out of five wins, as Steve Clark said, and just came up against a better team yesterday, unfortunately. Yeah, David Gibson makes that point on Twitter. But Gary Kirkwood slightly disagrees. He says that Scotland's approach was wrong. We should have got up and at them in their faces, ruffled them, made things physical like we did against Spain. Instead, we sat that far off. We were nearly in a different postcode, says Gary. Just on that point, though, and he's saying that they should have got up and against him. Did you see when... England were in the corner at times and Scotland tried to be aggressive. They just played through them. Mm. And then before you knew it, it had been seven seconds out at the other end. So it's very different against Spain being aggressive and you know physically outpowering them. Scotland couldn't have done that to the England players. Yeah. They're physically as strong as each other, but England players are more athleticism than them and probably technically of what we saw yesterday and maybe a little bit further ahead of them. So you couldn't have the same approach as you do against Spain mm. because they'll play straight through you. Uh, Justin, what did you take away from it? Uh, well, to be fair, you guys have just took the wind right out of my sails, both yourselves and Steve Clark. I was ready to be controversial and say it was one probably a, a thing that a result that suited Scotland moving forward. Uh, how does it? How can how can losing to England ever suit Scotland? <laughs> no, I agree, Justin. You're right. Um, generally, as I said, listening to the press and listening to Scotland fans, as we all do, get carried away as soon as we. We scored any more than two goals in a game and, and stuff like that. We, we've been riding the crest of a wave for the last few months, and rightly so, and doing very well. But I, I think there's a potentially a bit of complacency could have set in, you know, and you know what Scotland's like when it gets to tournament situations. They can be the close but no cigar type aspect, you know, do really well against the big teams, and then, you know, um, Commiserations when it gets to the end, and I think last night's result, as much as it's painful to take um, against England, I, I think it will do us a world a good moving forward. A wee bit of reality check, don't think would do us any harm, um, and maybe bring the players just in a wee bit of a peg and and just think to themselves, right, we'll know the finished article. Yeah, we've been doing well, but there's like you've all said, there's another couple of levels to go up before we can really consider ourselves as a, 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 a team that can actually really challenge the top top teams in Europe. Um, but I, I, I mean, that, that's that's what it was for me. Obviously, talking about Jude Bellingham, listening to you guys rave about him. Luckily, I've got to, to watch him with Rangers against uh, Dortmund uh, last season. And as much as you know, Rangers managed to progress, at that point, watching him, he was head and shoulders above everybody else in the park by a country mile. Um, and again, I think... The, the move to Real Madrid for his point of view has has just set himself on fire. Do you know what I mean? I think mm. that's he's a quite a player that seems to thrive on a big occasion. He seems to play with no fear. Uh, Marvin obviously and Simon mentioned Wayne Rooney. It was very 
reminiscent of that watching him play. Um, a player just when when we were, when he was younger, a player just get out against top top players with absolutely no fear in him at all, and and looking at him thinking. I can mix it with these players without a problem um, and I think the British football not just Scottish but British football has been missing players like that for a wee while the likes of Gerrards the likes of Rooney's and stuff like that it's it's impressive to watch it really is Blessing in disguise uh, you know is, is just in sort of conclusion I'm just very stubborn on this where like losing a game of football is never good it's, just, it's that simple <laughs> don't care the, no, end of story but and I, do, I still get what Justin means uh, yeah. but, but that would ha- that would only be the case if the Scotland players had got carried away and do you think they had do you think they had no I don't I, I think us as a nation get carried but I think we're allowed to be a bit excited about what we've been doing and what we've been achieving recently I mean there's been a lot of misery over the years I'm old enough to remember a lot of low points following the Scotland team over the years I've been part of a couple of squads where there was low points so I think we're allowed to get excited about the current team I think going back to the last Euro, I keep saying it, that this group of players and the younger ones coming through, want, they've got a point to prove on that finals platform. I don't think they did themselves justice with the two games at Hamden a couple of years back. I think they've shown that they're improving as they move forward. They want another crack at it. And I think we can go to Germany and compete. But again, for us, what relatively, what is it? I mean, you're talking... We're not going to go to fight the final of the tournament. I don't think. We're not... We're not on that level, but I think we can go there. And as I say, if we came out of a, a group at our finals, that's huge progress for us. Thank you very much, Justin. 01419511025. Great time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Right, seriously. A triple rollover because the call went straight to voicemail again. Don't forget, you need to answer your phone to state the obvious and within five rings and then say, make me a winner straight away. We could make you the winner though and it's £68,000. I think that's about half of Marvin's fee for playing in the Masters on Saturday. Uh, or so he was telling us before we came on air so we're going to make another call but you need to be in the draw so if you text yes to 61025 texts are £2 plus a standard network rate you can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 or call 0330-880-4523 calls charged at a standard rate it is over 18s only all the rules for this network competition are online so if you get the call from us after 3pm uh, tomorrow, answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner straight away to win £68,000. And remember, the entries since Maria won on Friday have rolled over. So text yes to 61025. 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get your thoughts over to us if you can. Whatever you took away from last night, do get them in. Uh, what else have we got on Twitter? I did say, David, sometimes you have to be honest, say the reason Scotland. Uh, weren't at the best England made us look that way so much so Maguire uh, was our best player I have to admit you know said getting to the game Scotland fans decided to kind of like jeer Harry Maguire which I thought was a bit weird because like mm. he, he wasn't giving the ball away at all he just kept it and they were cruising the game and then of course he goes and scores the own goal and the full story around that is just mad isn't oh. it I, keep, I mean I'm flicking through Twitter just now and it's here are Rory McIlroy's thoughts on Harry Maguire. Here is Lando <laughs> Norris's thoughts on on Harry Maguire. It's um, 
bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's tough for him, isn't it? Obviously, he's not playing at Man United at this moment in time, and you know, looked to be going on loan to West Ham. I think it wasn't that fell through. And then, you know, he's named in the England squad alongside Jordan Henderson and, you know, people have had their opinions on that. But as, you know, Gareth Southgate said, he's a manager and he picks them and the reasons behind it. He comes on yesterday and, you know, he scores the own goal. But as you said, outside of that, he doesn't put a foot wrong. And it's just one of those things when you are a football player, when things aren't going your way and the spotlight's really on you, that's when, you know, those mm. kind of mistakes he's happen. Had, he's had to go in and intercept that though, hasn't he? Oh, of course. Robertson's putting it into mm. Whether we're getting on the end of the cross, he doesn't know that. Dangerous area, isn't yeah. it? Let's bring in Robbie, who's in Paisley. How's it going, Robbie? Hiya, good evening. How are you, Paddle? Good. How are you? What's your point tonight? Um, I wanted to ask you, Paddle, what, what the thoughts were <clears> on the, the Scotland game, the... I want to ask the fans what their thoughts were with Scotland fans booing when, when England were singing the, the anthem at Hampden Park last night. I thought it was a bit of disgrace. What do you think, Marvin? I mean, that's actually interesting. I mean, I've seen a lot of words getting used. You are English, obviously. Yeah. Do you feel... I didn't actually say it. I was making my dinner at right, that point. Well, but yeah, I can no, tell you, very no, loud boos, right? So are you? do you feel disrespected? Do you feel... What? Personally, no. I mean, listen, it, it, is it right to do? No. You know, it's not. But do I feel personally disrespected? Not really. Um, you know, if you, as long as you sing your own national anthem and, and you sing it with pride and, you know, it means whatever mm. it means to you, then regardless of the outside noise, it means nothing. And it probably just added fuel for the England players, if I'm honest. Yeah, because, I think Jude Bellingham said as much. Yeah, I think the words that you say to each other after that, like, you'd be saying, well, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah. You know, putting it in that way. So... Yeah, I think it would just G up as a player, if I'm honest. Um, does it hurt my personal pride? No, it doesn't, because, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, Simon, look, people can come at this from various angles, obviously, mm. and it, it can get very political, which it has on, on social media. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's something you feel strongly about um, on, a, on a show like this. Um, then you get that personal thing, Marvin saying he doesn't feel that ball. And I, I just have to be honest from a, like I say, from a personal, like a football fans, if I went to Wembley... a big deal. And if I went to Wembley and England fans booed for the Scotland, I, I, I literally couldn't care less. But then mm. that's just me, you know, and yeah. other people feel differently about it. So that's, that, you know, well within the rights to do so. <clears throat> I'm the same, and I've read a lot of stuff today and different people's opinions. And listen, I can go back to, I was actually surprised. I heard on the radio coming through here that it was 1985 that we was the last time we won against England at Hamden. Yeah, that that's right. right yeah. And I was at that, that game as a young boy. And it happened then, it's, it's your... It's your rivals. I mean, we walked out of the ma I walked out of the Masters on Saturday night, the Celtic team, and we get booed straight away as we came out. We got booed too. Did you? Yeah. So, so <laughs> what was in your that off your own? Bit, <laughs> yes. I, do, I do think that's a bit different. But what I know, do you, mean, but do you listen, mean in the sense of for me, it's it, when it gets so you're in, not allowed to boo when it's in. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, no one really cares what I think. Are you getting a, in a football arena? It's sort of seen as well. That's their song, so we'll boo that. That's the, that's their team and. And yeah. vice versa well, But like I say There is obviously listen, The political side of it But you coming at it from I, I'm not interested In the mm. political side I'm, I'm interested in England Our biggest rivals In our den In our home Backyard And you're wanting to make it Feel as uncomfortable But as Jude Bellingham Said himself It maybe mm. spurred them on They started the game They came out the traps Really quickly It maybe spurred them on Sometimes We've talked about it before At domestic When teams come to play Rangers and Celtic In Europe And the home crowd try to spook them. Sometimes when the players are of a level, it, 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 it inspires them. And it looked at maybe it did mm. last, last night, but I don't have a problem with trying to make it uncomfortable and boo. I think there's been a lot made of that today. Um, yeah, I, I think because I'm interested in the level of the 
coverage I think more than anything because again a lot of this is personal I can't tell you that it's you it's not the first time it's happened Gordon's that, my point that, so, that, that and there's the never one. really been any furore but then I don't before. know that doesn't make it right I guess if, you're, if you're on that no, side I know, of it I know. Um, oh, it's definitely not it's definitely not right to do let's make that clear it's, it's not mm. right to do but from a personal point of view how would I feel as an individual like mm. you saying it, it, it wouldn't do anything other than inspire me to go out there and, and do yeah. even better I have heard that and then at the same time England are probably more than capable of beating us anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I don't know. Uh, let's get Robbie thinks Robbie thinks it's disrespectful, disgraceful. Stevie in Edinburgh, what do you think? Hi guys, how you doing? Good, you? Good, not bad, not bad. First and foremost, I just have to say Scotland were well beaten yesterday. Um, I went there with my son, um, hoping rather than expecting Scotland to win because England are a quality side and they beat us fair and square. Um, I can't really. I was a bit disappointed that Scotland really didn't turn up. But hey ho, I was far. I would. I was more. Uh, it was more important that Scotland beat Cyprus on Friday, hundred percent. Anyway, the other thing is in regards to the whole um, booing. Watching Scotland, my first Scotland match was way back in 1985 as well, when I think it was Richard Goff scored. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, aye, and there was booing. Uh, thank God, save the Queen then. The, and, and it was like 70,000 people there yeah. it it really isn't a big deal the other thing is Scotland doesn't actually have an official uh, official, official um, national anthem because the, the, the it's just basically been adopted by the Corries so our national anthem Scotland's national anthem is actually technically God Save the Queen and if you're somebody like myself who really doesn't give a care or a toss? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to use that word. If you don't really care about the, the royal family or the, the aristocracy, and you just see them as as um, I don't know an unelected body that's been foisted upon you, that's where I come from. Regards to it, I've not got. I've got loads of English friends. I don't care if England's better than Scotland. One hundred ten percent. I'll put my hands up. But I've got. No affiliation, no sympathy with the royals. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, and that, again, and that is fine. That's what I said earlier. I can't imagine too many people tune into Clyde One Super Scoreboard for a debate on the pros and cons of the monarchy mm-hmm. in general. I think we need to know our place, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, this isn't going to change anyone's mind, but it, it is. It does seem like it's been portrayed today as if this was the first time. Now, again, I, I, I'm not saying that that changes anything. And for every clip that you get sent, you go down that tip for tat route. Someone sent me a clip of um, Wembley 1999 and Flower of Scotland is being booed, like roundly booed yeah. everywhere. Um, so on that regard, you might think, well, it just does kind of happen between the sides. And then I see people saying, oh... Um, Oh yeah, but that's because Scotland booed at Hamden in the first leg, and then you think, right, okay, so you know, all right, so if they started, it, it's okay to do it, and then it's don't, and I can't believe all this today. Don't forget that England fans booed or disrupted the minute silence for Craig Brown last night. What about that? Why are you not going to say anything about that? And it, we just go, we almost go round in the same sort of ways that we do when it comes to things that that football fans do. Um, you know, when it comes to the club mm-hmm. game as well. 
Yeah, listen, it's it's not right. Let's get that straight. You know, we're speaking about us as individuals and how we feel about it. Regardless if it was Scotland fans booing the English national anthem or, or the mm-hmm. other way around, it, it isn't right and it shouldn't happen. You should remain respectful. Should it not happen? What do you mean by that? Though? Like, well, well you, sh- you shouldn't boo it. Nobody should go to a game mm-hmm. of football and somebody's national anthem is being played, regardless of who whose yeah. it is and knowing what it means to the people who are singing it. To just just yeah. just just say nothing, you know. Get get the game of football on and, and let's go and play. But to boo it, it is disrespectful. But has but that's what I'm saying. Has it become and just generally mm-hmm. when two sets of football fans and rival fans go, mm-hmm. obviously there's a line you can't cross, yeah. right? So do not misinterpret these words. Obviously mm-hmm. there's a line. But is it not the case that basically they're both trying to disrespect each other? That that's kind of the point for some people. Yeah. In the same way that when you jeer Harry Maguire you are trying to disrespect him. And when England sing Scotland get battered everywhere they go, they're trying to disrespect you ultimately. Yeah, but that's but just kind of what it is. No? I, yeah, I think there's just levels to it though, aren't there? Yeah. So you, you think know, that's where the line is? Yeah, that, I think that's where the line is, yeah. That, that's how I see it. Extremely late for this now, I must admit. Uh, thank you to Robbie and then Stevie. Let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Right, beat the pundit time. 0141 We're late for this, I am sorry. Uh, get your calls in before seven and you could play against one of these two next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are both here on 01419511025 and on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Looking back on last night, of course, was it a reality check for Scotland? Were England just too good? Did Scotland get carried away going into the game? What lessons can be learned? All the usual post-match questions after a night like last night. Hopefully you can answer them. If you want to move on and talk about something else, you know the number. Give it a call and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. We've got a problem on Beat the Pundit this season, and its name is Mark Wilson. He has lost four <laughs> games in a row. On the bounce. Last night was one of them, and it puts you two under a bit of extra pressure. He may be a Masters champion, but he's toiling at Beat the Pundit. <laughs> I heard it was a. What do you call it? Decider? The tiebreaker? Yeah, the tiebreaker. yeah, it was. Tough like, questions, though, to be fair to him. Do you think so? Yeah. No. I was sure. struggling with those. And is that, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> no, but I've won a couple is of that, <laughs> what, what sort of barometer is that? You've set the bar pretty low. Uh, anyway, let's see what's up tonight. It is Stuart and Kurt Donald. How's it going, Stuart? How you doing, God? Okay. I'm good. How are you? Have you ever played before? I've not played before. I've been dying to play. I've actually phoned a few times the last couple of weeks trying to go on, but I've. Been unsuccessful, so I'm delighted I'm on tonight. We love a trial. Mm. I must admit, it's the one like surprise. I don't know if that's the right word about this show or the un- the unseen bit of it. Because, and I bring it up every now and then. Beat the pundit's been on the go for a good few years now. We're on every night of the week. The lines are red hot for beat the pundit every night. I don't know if anyone cares about that, but just to give you a bit of insight, every Stuart's been trying for weeks, and it is like that every night. Mm. It is. You, people love to embarrass the pundits I think he'll be good as well He sounds like he's got a lot of energy I think so A lot of energy oh, yeah. You know what is it Marv It's my heart rate My heart beats racing <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, that's why we Wait have, the questions start That's why we have this chat before Stuart oh. It just calms you down it makes No you don't feel, calm him down do Stuart It's horrendous mate It <laughs> just makes you feel like part You know part of it You're just here with us You're just, you're just, one, you're just one of the Super yeah. scoreboard Just crew. say pass Pressure. mate You'll be fine 
Uh, anyway, right, what we'll do here, Stuart, is something you'll be familiar with. Flip the yeah. coin. If it's heads, it's Simon. And if it's tails, it will be Marvin Bartley. It's heads. Yes! It's, when was the last time you played? That doesn't matter. He's not played in ages, Flick of a he? coin. Here goes a duck I, I hunter. Don't <laughs> I don't remember him playing recently. Yeah, in case you're missing Marvin's reference, I think someone, did they tweet the show or they it commented was, it, it on YouTube? Yeah. It was underneath, it was tremendous. And we put the quote on the on the live stream. Someone got in touch to say that Simon's dressed like a duck hunter. Do that again, Simon. What camera? Oh, what a man. What's his name again? I didn't catch the name, it was no, you. No, 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 no. Who's a famous oh, duck hunter? He, El, Elmer. Elmer what? Yeah, what's his second name? Fud. All right, aye, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> right, what we'll do here is get Simon some get get Elmore some uh, some greatest hits radio to listen to. Turn up nice and loud, uh, and that way it's just you and I, Stuart. Thirty seconds. Answer okay. as many as you can, and just just pass if you don't know the answer. Okay. Okay, Gordon, on you go. Right, your time starts now. Which Scottish former international is currently the manager of Southampton? Uh, pass. The cabbage is sometimes used as a nickname for which Scottish team? Arthur. Peters Hill Park is home to which SWPL side? Uh, I don't know. How many goals has Scott McTominay scored in qualifying so far? Six. What's got the bigger capacity, Easter Road or Tynecastle? Tynecastle. Motherwell's Bevis Mugabe plays for which international side? Uh, Kenya. Who did Ross County face in the playoffs last season? Dundee United. Let's bring back Elmer. Can you hear us? Yes. Good. Yes. You ready? Same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. And your time starts now. Which former Scotland international is currently manager of Southampton? Pass. The cabbage is sometimes used as a nickname for which Hibs. Scottish team? Peters Hill Park is the home to which SWPL side? Glasgow City. How many goals has Scott McTominay scored in qualifying so far? Six. What stadium's got a bigger capacity? Easter Road or Tynecastle? Tynecastle Motherwell's Bevis Mugabe Plays for which International side Pass Who did Ross County Face in the playoffs Last season Partick <laughs> Okay Stuart what do you think Oh I had a nightmare So uh, I did Do you think it was The nerves The pressure Definitely Gordon uh, I mean the other night It's not easy night, Stuart I get like Six out of seven You know what I mean So But uh, I can sympathise with that because you know what I do every morning. I mean, I'm never up in time, or I'm never. What were you laughing at, by the way? I always look at uh, Bowie at breakfast. I always read the five K minute on on Twitter, and I always every morning I'm like, well, it's, it's either an eight, nine, or a ten. But I just know if I went on, I'd get like four. It's push. You should do it. No, no chance. I'd be rubbish at it. I, 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 can, I can admit that. Um, right, let's go through it and find out which former Scotland international is the manager of Southampton. Russell Martin. Russell yeah. Martin. None of you got it. The cabbage is sometimes used as a nickname for which Scottish team? Hibernian. It is the High Bees. 1 0 to Simon. Didn't get that. No, the SWPL side who play at Peters Hill is Glasgow City. 2 0 right to knowledge. Simon. Everybody knows because last night doesn't change the fact that Scott McTominay is still mm. a goal machine. Six in qualifying so far. Stuart got it, but it's a 3 1. The bigger capacity, Easter Road or Tynecastle? You both went Tynecastle. It mm -hmm. is actually Easter Road, apparently. Um, which no, I was surprised at. Yeah, I'm sure you nodded when I we said launch a Stuart's inquiry on that. But anyway, yeah. Did the new hubs, the new stand? No. I mean, Hearts got a new stand as well, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Took Tynecastle. Well, listen. Either way, it doesn't change the balance because you both went for the same one. We've actually brought back, and it's probably by accident because 
we've, I think we've had a couple of changes in uh, producer since this famous beat the pundit moment. But this question was on before, okay? Motherwell's Bevis Mugabe plays for which international side? What did you say again? Pass. <laughs> right. And um, I it was like Stuart says uh, Kenya, right? Which is wrong. It's Uganda. Right. But. That is a famous beat the pundit question because Gordon Diel got it one night and without missing a beat, like as confident as you like, said Argentina. Just like, straight <laughs> off. Just like, as if he had no doubt, like no doubt about it whatsoever. Argentina. And it was, India. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, and I'm afraid, Stuart, it didn't get any better because Ross County played Partick Thistle in the playoffs, which means it is a 4-1 win for oh. Simon Donnelly. Well done, Simon. Well, well Thanks, played. Stuart. But Thank you know you. what, Stuart? I like you. I just mm. like having you around. Are you looking forward to having the domestic football returning at the oh, weekend? I can't wait, God. There's nothing worse, nothing worse than an old thumb defeat and leaving uh, left of Stuart for two weeks on it. Absolutely nothing worse. So, yeah, I can't wait to get back to domestic matters. I wait at Johnson's. Uh, is it Sunday, I think? Oh, it's Saturday. Saturday, so you sorry. You don't have that long uh, to wait. And does that mean you're confident that Rangers bounce back with no issues whatsoever? Very confident. I'm predicting a four 0 at least a four 0 victory, and mm. then hopefully all the you know. As I, I wanted to four in there night and just say it like the Rangers fans, man, calm down. You know, it's we're only in we're only in September. The, the league doesn't finish in May. You know, and all these people are wanting Michael Beal out now. What's the point of spending all that money and ripping up and starting again just now? It's madness. So. Uh, I truly believe that uh, we'll get things back on track I looked at the fixtures We've got a kind run of fixtures coming up So I, I truly believe we need to go on a, a good run of games A good run of wins, sorry And uh, yeah So yeah, still feeling confident Good on you, sure And listen, it might be 4-0 But you also thought you were going to win it and beat the pundit So we don't know about your predictions We'll wait and see yeah, Maybe maybe get one right this week Thank you, Stuart and Cardonald I just I'd like Stuart No, nah, me too guy. Wasn't very good at beat the pundit well, But sounded like a good all, guy with a lot of, all, lot of energy been there. Um, So there we go Oh my goodness The next question was actually about the beat the pundit dud Which English club did Mark Wilson play for? Bristol City There you go We can scrap that one off, fire today. off the yeah. list uh, On fire this season tomorrow Yeah yeah. You, have to, have you, have you lost this season? No, no, I have not. Just going under the radar. Here's a question. Which pundits would be unbeaten this season? Roger Hanna. I don't feel like he's played that often. He'd be unbeaten. Don't think Andy Halliday lost yeah, one, didn't think, he? Or did he? I don't think this season. He's pretty good usually. The rest of you. He's lost, very good. Sure. Andy's very good. For sure. Um, so anyway. I'm kind of their ilk. Uh, no, no, you absolutely not <laughs> at all. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Look, we can tentatively do it. It is up to you. If you've had enough of the international break, if last night was enough to put you off, um, you, know, you know, between now and eight o'clock, you could turn the tensions back to the domestic stuff if you want. You got a flavour of it with Stuart and Cardonald. He's got a message for you, Rangers fans. Calm down, man. <laughs> he says. Uh, so we'll see if you take that notice uh, Take notice of that one or not um, Let's hear a bit more from Stevie Clark He says qualification wasn't on his mind last night uh, Because he expected Norway to beat Georgia He also says he, he used the match to test a few things out The way we shaped the team uh, The personnel I started with I had some ideas in my head that I wanted to see I wanted to see how it worked I Obviously it didn't work that well in the first half I thought it was a little bit better second half when the changes came as well, I thought the changes were good. Gave us a little bit more impetus, a bit, bit of energy. Ryan Christie came into the pitch really well, which, which is nice to see. Uh, and then, like I said, just as it looked as though we might get a chance to go 
further in the game and get something out of the game. I was just getting ready to make some more positive changes. England got the third and that sort of killed the night. I know you said you weren't going to focus on the Norway-Georgia result during the game. When you saw the result afterwards, was it just a, a shrug of the shoulders and a, a quick look to next month and looking what you can do in that camp? I, I, just, I just assumed that the result hadn't gone the way we wanted it to go and it was only when I was walking down the corridor that Darrell actually told me the score. So it, it was a game that wasn't on my mind. Fair enough, but I, I could have went round, uh, back and forth on this because I felt like there was a big build-up mm-hmm. because it was possible. And then by the time it got to last night, I thought, well, look at Georgia's previous result. Yeah. Norway are at home, Haaland, Odegaard. Yeah. They will definitely win. Mm. We don't need to worry about qualification or think about qualification tonight. And that did turn out to be the case. But like I said, that game, the result ended up a lot closer than I yeah. thought. And Georgia, I think they scored 91st, didn't they? Yeah, and, then they had a, and Georgia a had a chance. In the 94th. So just, but there we are. The way it goes on. I'm not overly concerned. Not bothered. No. No, not I don't think you'd want that, would you, Scotland players or, or manager? As well no, as they've done. No, we would have taken it. Absolutely, we'd no, have taken it. Come on. Yeah, gone no, come on. They've got so well in qualification. No, possible. Get it done no as early as possible. they've won five People. out of five. Let them do it off their own back and celebrate it after winning the game or, or whatever else. That'd at least be, nice. be on the pitch. That, that's that's nice. what you want. But they've even, done so well. But even at that, that still might not. That still might not happen because the next game is Spain away. It will happen. You wouldn't have said you won five out of five at this point, would you? So what I'm saying, it, it, look, I am I am a Scotland optimist, but I would accept it is. It is not um, unthinkable that we might not beat Spain and Seville, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that could be that could still be the the, the break, oh, if you yeah. like, that leads to qualification. They want to do it on the pitch. They've done five out of five wins. You want to be on the pitch. You want to oh, in your own hands. Definitely forget about the difference on between other people, last night. They're not that team anymore, Gordon. Come a long way. Come on. Positivity well, going to happen the here. next time, probably. No, you're going to beat Spain 2-1. Good. I, I, I like the sound of that, to be fair. Andy and, Andy and Royston, what's on your mind? Evening, Gordon. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I just had an observation today, just in the polarised world we live in football. It seems as if there's never, ever a time when everybody agrees on something. So, well done to Jude Bellingham for everybody agreeing. The boy's a superstar, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've, not seen, I've not seen anybody descend to that, which is actually, it's a miracle, actually. Do you know what, actually, this is just quickly, I saw one, right, one Twitter account. Oh, no. But no, 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 because th- this is ludicrous and this just, this does sum up it does sum up Twitter um, because there'll always be somebody saying something. It was a Barcelona like fan oh, account, okay. so obviously the rival club. And it's yeah. I think I think there was a clip right. There was some clip of was it Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden, and they're like in the gym or something playing like two touch. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And he he, he he can't quite he miscontrolled, he miscontrolled it, yeah. it right. And this account is going knew it. This guy's got no. <laughs> this guy's got no technical ability. He just does cardio for ninety minutes and waits for a tap in. That's what it said. Oh, wow! It was before the game last night, Andy. So they might have changed yeah. their minds. I uh, was class. Uh, no, listen. I listened to Steve Clark's interview there, and it was that sort of a uh, leading towards the point I, I was going to make. And you know, over the years, but we've, we've always had the looking back and, and and dissecting where things went wrong. And I think it's about time we started looking forward and, and planning properly. And it's really for me, I thought last night, and this was before I heard Steve Clark's interview, that personally I would have changed the team last night because I'd, just for just for harmony in the camp to give guys a game to make sure we're getting the next camp, you've got everybody on board. But I can understand now why he's put that team out in the shape he's played. And basically my understanding was he was setting up for the way we're going to set up against Spain. Because you were saying there, hey, if we lose to Spain, then it goes on the next one. But actually, you can get a positive out of losing to Spain. If we only lose to Spain by one goal, yep. it gives us a positive because True. we beat them in a the head-to-head. So I believe the manager was setting the team up last night to sit in against Spain. And if the worst comes to the worst, eh, take that defeat. But my, point, my main point is, 
with all that in mind, we really, really, really at this point need to be pushing to try and win this group simply because, and I hate to say it by the way, England were different class. But they're going to, if we can avoid uh, being in pot two and avoid those types of teams in the draw, actually the thing that we've never done in any of our lifetimes of the qualifying for that out of the sections, it's very, very possible. Mm. So we can't get caught on last night. We need to take the positive route. The manager's seen that we can set up. Because to be honest with you, Robertson gives away the second goal. The, the system was working because mm. before that they'd one shot on target. Okay, I, just, I think Andy makes some really good points that we could explore further because linking to the, the Steve Clark interview, <clears throat> we all, I think, were of the opinion that, well, it was the same team and Scotland just played the way they always do, mm-hmm. but England were too good. But Steve Clark, you're saying he, he, he tried, he was trying something and it didn't work that well in the first half. So, what, what was it? Oh, I'm unsure because they look like they're set up the same way to me. Um, Did they set off it a little bit more? <laughs> potentially, but I thought that was because. England retain the ball Started so so well, quickly. yeah, and I think they force you into into doing that, and, and it's a lot more difficult to to try and get on the ball because England are keeping it. And like we said earlier, if you press high, you know, rather than sitting in deep, then they're, they're exposed you as they did, you know, at times in that game. But Steve Clark obviously is a manager, and he has said that he's tried something slightly different. Didn't work too well first half, but worked better in the second half. But Andy makes a brilliant point there. You know, the reason that you don't change the whole team and bring other players in because you are preparing for the next qualifier, which happens to be Spain. Um, so in terms of also, you know, just quickly keeping people on side, they're winning games of football, you know, so if you're not on side with the Scotland team now, you're never going yeah. to be, you know, so it, it's one of those things. But as Andy said, you know, it's definitely positive to take from yesterday, things to improve 100%, but the big one now is going to the Spain game. Yeah, definitely. Listen, you're asking the question, what did they do differently from the other night? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I, I was like you, I looked at the, the, the setup. I thought it was very similar. You're up against a better quality but as Andy says himself there Stevie Clark mentioned it he's looking towards the next game that is the big one mm-hmm. that's the important one and he makes a good point as well not that we want to go into the game try to no. keep the score down but you know it's a valid point yeah, over the is. two games L- go to Spain that goes, lose 2-1 yeah. lose 1-0 one, one the, the top place then great and try and uh, win the head to head seems like a plan Andy you've got it all figured out cheers mate um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to link to see if I can find that person who disagreed about Bellingham and, and, and oh, your comment. I need to I think, find so. this account. Honestly, it's madness. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, because um, is that is that the reality? Andy, is that so? Is that why it's so important to try and actually top the group? You know, we we would take qualification by any means, um, yep. but now now being in this position. Don't try and avoid some of these sides when it gets to the. Well, well that's the thing. Uh, if, if, if we get, if we quali- we will qualify. Um, however, when we qualify and, and we get that usual, we're in the group of death. And there's reasons why we're not going to qualify before we even go to the tournament. Sorry, there's reasons we're not going to progress before we even go to the tournament. If we take on board ourselves, because we can we can beat the other two teams over ninety minutes. So if we can if we can get up this play against against Spain rather, it means that I mean look at the teams that's going to be in pot one. If you if we're avoiding them, it gives you a twenty five percent bigger chance of I think of doing something we've never done before. Can you? I'll tell you a wee quick story how things are changing with Scotland stuff. My wee my wee boy, he's thirteen, right? Didn't really bother with national football, but on Friday night he were watching the game. He brought three his pals in to watch the Scotland game, and and, and I know it's a silly wee thing to do, but actually the nation's starting to come to get set for the those people who want want to remain polarised, but there's. The, the nation's coming together be- behind the football team because we're so successful. Can you imagine how uh, that's going to bring the country together if they can get out of the group and, and achieve what's never been achieved before? 
It's a good point. It really is. What, what a summer it will be. Mm. Hugh Evans wearing leather hose, and that's what I keep. <laughs> that's what I keep imagining. Uh, and there were. I found it well. Andy <clears> was on the phone. Look, this is Twitter. People say stupid things to get attention. Right, fine, but it does exist. Total Barca, an account with four hundred thousand followers. Uh, what the, was his? It's the video of Bellingham. The video of Bellingham. And it says the guy scored a few tap ins, and people think he magically <laughs> gained footballing ability. Always been technically awful. Just does cardio for ninety minutes and hopes for a tap in at the end. <laughs> oh wow! There we go. He's saying that about Bellingham. What chance have we got for <laughs> in our heydays? Yes, total Barca. Did maybe... you did you watch the Masters? I, 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 was, <laughs> on, uh, was it the Masters? It was on like Saturday night. <laughs> anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here for you. If you want to get your calls or your tweets over, please do. I said it before, no one's really biting on it, but that's fine. If you want to move on, if you want to talk domestic football, we can. Maybe we'll do it in here as well. Uh, and if you want to speed that process up, Get your thoughts in, but there's still lots and uh, lots of callers trying to get on about Scotland as well. Uh, let me give you this question for tonight: the full time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride, teaming up with you for fast turnarounds and competitive prices. Okay, thank you to Scott Miller for sending this question into us. And remember, it's full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send your questions in and hear them used on the show. Scott, this is a bit a bit different tonight. I think you'll. It's a bit shorter and I think you think you'll get it. Can you name the six teams who've won the European Cup slash Champions League that play in the capital city of their country? Now, only six answers. So six teams have won the Champions League or European Cup and they play in the capital city of their country. Chelsea. Chelsea, yes. Where do they play again? London, Good. mate. Just showing you... You're not from London, are you? No. Nah, not near, too far, though. Yeah, half an hour, 40 minutes. Reading? Reading, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, Simon? Real. Real Madrid. All right, we'll leave it there. That's a fairly confident start. We'll see how you get on. European Cup slash Champions League winners that come from the capital city good of question. their country. That's a good question. So, uh, and again, full time at Clyde1.com. So if you are new to this format, you come up with a question, you email it there, and we give the pundits about the last half an hour of the show to see if they can come up with the answers. Usually they're hopeless, and I need to give them some clues, and on and on we go. So, with some tough ones this week. Again, I feel like I'm picking on poor Mark Wilson uh, for his quizzing performance, but he was one of the answers last night. He didn't, he didn't get it. <laughs> what do you mean? He was an answer. Hidden, yes. But he, could, he didn't know that. He didn't know didn't he was himself. an answer. He didn't get as far along as... No, he just didn't get himself as well, an answer. You're right. He's still tired for the weekend. Elmer, what, 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 what are you not getting? <laughs> what was the question? It was some names uh-huh. that have been shared by an England international and a Scotland international right, in the right, last right, 20 years. Right, so it was... Okay. Um, would it be Callum Wilson? Callum, yeah. Callum right. Wilson, Mark Wilson. And, uh, yeah, didn't see, I've never seen the question. Have you yeah. seen the question? I didn't, I didn't see the question. I didn't see that question, but I got that. Just because beat the pundit is over. Uh, right, I'm going to hear from one of Celtic's new signings. This might be a way into uh, club football discussion, but it also actually kind of linked to the international scene as well because uh, Nat Phillips, I'll play another clip specifically on, on sort of Celtic in a minute, but he says that Scotland fans are right to be excited about Ben Doak. He thinks the 
Liverpool winger is fearless and has got all the tools to reach the top from what I've seen from Doki so far um, I think plenty of people have got every reason to be excited about him um, he's very confident um, doesn't you know some, sometimes young boys come up with the first team and they might play within themselves a bit and that's not been the case with him um, he's electric when he's running at players um, he's happy to run at anyone and um, I think you know if he continues to progress the way he's doing then um, he'll do well fearless is the way I would describe him he's obviously got bags of ability as well um, certainly in 1v1 scenarios um, so I think that the rest of it's up to Ben and how he applies himself um, in training and how he works on his game but f- f- the basic tools and you know the foundations are there for him to go on to be a great player So when Scotland reach the Euros will Ben Doak be in the squad by that point? Yes Yeah I believe so I, 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 See the I, 21s against Spain the other night? Yeah I've seen the wee clips of it uh, obviously Jackie represents him so I, I know a wee bit about the kid, I've never seen him live right enough, but he's got uh, high hopes for him. He said he would be in that team by the time he was 19. He's already on the verge. Or he's, he's played for Liverpool. 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, Klopp loves him. I think, you know, he's, he's, he's the shining light for us. I think he, he'll be in the squad possibly the next time round. On one hand, it's like, don't get carried away. And on the other, it's like... How will I celebrate when he scores the winner in the final of the Euros? <laughs> Marvin just like caught somewhere in between. Um, because we're now at the stage where it's not like I know you get some false dawns, and it's still early because he is only seventeen. But we're not talking about someone who's playing under eighteen football really mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about a guy who today actually was named in Liverpool's Europa League squad uh, for the forthcoming campaign. So should the excitement be getting there? It should be getting there, and I think you make a key point there. It's not a player that's doing it, as you said, at under-18 football, under-21 football, which can be false at times. You know, he, He's doing it within a first-team environment against first-team players who are playing in, in the English Premier League. Not only that, he's going and playing for the 21s and, and doing extremely well. So, yeah, I, I think people are definitely right to be getting excited. I think you know Nat made a key point there as well. It, it's how much he wants it, and he has to keep level-headed the boy. And let the excitement, let everyone else talk about how good he can, he can be or how good he is. And he just concentrates on his football and he's done that to date. And that's why, you know, he's been named in the European kind of squad for Liverpool because that, that's not easily done, by the yeah. way, with the squad Especially of players the, they the have. Players have got. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that shows how much Klopp thinks of him. You know, he's been given a, a small taste of first-team football with them in competitive action as well. So it, it's fantastic and it's probably, you know, when rather than if he'll be called into that squad and... You know, I think he'll go to the Euros with, with Scotland as well, and rightly so. Yeah, because it was a totally different challenge the other night, you know, against Spain for the 21s, but it felt like Scotland just left him up the pitch mm-hmm. and just you know, tried to get the ball to him and make something. He's, I'm sure lots of people saw the clip where Scotland had a corner, so they took it short, gave it to him and basically said, OK, just dribble right into the box past everyone and see what you can do. Yeah. And genuinely, it seems to have a bit of that, which he is... Does. And he's got pace. He's got mm-hmm. pace to burn. How exciting is that? Because again... Well, you look at the, you look at the England team. We've got three, four guys up there with pace to burn, and other ones yeah. on the bench. Saka. Yeah, and that's what, and then by contrast, as good, as good as Scotland are, have we got a, have we got a proper dribbler? No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. And we don't, we don't really have that blistering pace. Listen, the kids get more than just that, but at seventeen, and we touched on it just before. I think there was a sixteen-year-old played for Spain from Barcelona. Just turned sixteen. Just turned sixteen. So you know, I'm all Crazy. for putting this kid in there. We, yeah. We're not blessed. We've got guys in there that have did the job. 
as we touched on earlier in the in the, in the show. Uh, but I think this kid's get something special, and let's get him in that squad. Quickly. And just think, if if he if he does knuckle down and does work hard and and things go his way, pr- progresses like we hope. He one day could play at the Masters at Brayhead Arena. The show will still be going. We'll still be on it. The surface sorted by the time. You've got that to look forward to in 2064. Um, anyway, David is on the line. How are you, David? Hi, um, Gordon, Marvin, Masters winner. How are you doing? Thanks very much. What's um, the uh, point tonight, David? Yeah, basically, um, I, my worst fears were realised last night. Um, I had a feeling because of how well we've been doing lately that England came up obviously to try and we throw focus on the game um, I mean I just felt as if you know what I mean the whole nation was expecting that we were going to beat them and I think that they realised that and they were just riled up possibly by the manager and, and everybody in their class shows last night um, that, that, that's what I felt would happen and it did unfortunately um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I th- I th- the pre-match talk was interesting because obviously, make no apologies for giving it the big build-up. You should. It's just football. Trying to enjoy it. Trying yeah. to make a big occasion. Definitely. But you did see some people saying things like, ah, you know, you know, because we're the smaller of the two. You know, ah, Scotland treat this like a cup final. Scotland are taking this seriously, and like England don't even care because uh-huh. Scotland. But they certainly looked like they cared last night, and it looked like. Look at their team, and but even the you know the way they went about it. Look at their team selection. Yeah. It was a strong, strong England team, and yeah, I see your point there about you know folks suggesting that it's, it's Scotland's cup final, as you say there. But they came in in business last night, and as I say, we weren't at our best, and and that that's what happens. You know, you've got guys in that England team that are capable of doing that. We touched on the world class element, and there, there's guys there. Bellingham mm. is the obvious one. I, I think Foden is terrific yeah. as well. We, these guys are top, top players, and as much as we we do, we do it all the time as well. And why, as you said, why not? Why not get excited? Why not go into the game? It's at Hamden Park. Our form's good. We've got good players ourselves. Why not go into it full of optimism? But you know, just watching the start of the game, they just took mm. the kind of wind out ourselves, and they were on top very very early in the game. And I thought the goal was just a, a matter of time away. Had a joke about it, Marvin, but you're generally very fair and you're very mm. supportive of the Scotland national team um, when we have these discussions. Do you get where David's coming from? Did you, did you sort of fear that that could happen to Scotland last night amid all the the optimism? Yeah, I did fear it. Um, and, and again, I agree with David's point. I think the thing that would have shocked England was when they played in, in, in the Euros uh, down at Wembley. And I think maybe England went into that game not fully respecting Scotland. And when they did try to turn it, they couldn't. They really, really couldn't. And obviously it ended in a draw. I think going into this game or into this international camp, even with the Ukraine game, those England players have been talking about the Scotland game. You know, regardless of it being a friendly or not, to say that, listen, we need to put performance on because remember what happened last time with a nil-nil draw. That can't happen again. We need to win this game of football. And I think you saw that from minute one yesterday. The England players were bang at it and they were ready for this game and they were fired up for it. Um, so, you know, that's, again, respect to Scotland because of what they have done, the form they have been on and the way they played last time they played against England. But that wasn't a friendly for England yesterday and it wasn't a friendly mm. for Scotland. That was the England team going at it. And that's the best I've seen them perform, if I'm honest, for a little while. Yeah. Uh, thank you to David on the line. What about Michael? What have you got for us, Michael? Good doing, Gordon, Simon and Marvin. What I was listening to the show at the moment, um, obviously he's a talking about dog. <clears throat> no, I'm actually very happy at the moment. I don't understand why he has Scottish Celtic, other Scottish players, we let our Scottish players go down south. 
When you say let, when you say let, Michael, do you think Celtic can do much if if Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp come? Because let's not forget, Bendel got first team game time in an old firm game when he was sixteen. Yeah, I know he did, but obviously I don't. I don't think you can say no to Liverpool, but obviously, just a bit annoying that other talents going down south. Oh, listen, it might be annoying. I don't think anyone would mm. would argue with that. Can you do? Can you do no, much more? I, you, you can't. Oh, you you look at like Sir Billy Gilmore, uh, at Rangers as well. Chelsea, yeah. You know, it's it is difficult when these clubs come knocking with the money and the, the English Premiership behind them. Uh, Hopefully, as I say, Michael's obviously a Celtic fan. I covered the two or three games that Ben came on for Celtic and it was one of the games that Postacoglu put him on. It was the game Abada scored late on. The game was 0-0 and he put Ben Doak on, so that suggested, mm. you know, he was rated highly, but for whatever reason, he's found himself down at Liverpool. I, th- I believe he's enjoying it and I, I think Scotland will, you know, benefit from from this. He's, he's at the infancy of his career, but, you know, I think... There's something special brewing with the kid to, to break into that team. As Marv says, you look at the, the five or six players that are round about that mm-hmm. his area of the pitch that play for Liverpool, and he's knocking he's knocking the door already at 17. Yeah, it's it's one of them. I, I get Michael's frustrations as well because you know nobody wants to lose their best best talents, but you, you can't stop it. You know, there's unfortunately there's a, there's a kind of a pecking order in football, isn't there? And like you said, when Liverpool come. You know that the player's head's going to be turned, and rightly so, because any of us in that position, we're doing exactly the same thing. And then it's up for the club to get the most amount of money they possibly can. Um, but you know, as Simon said, I think he came on for Salah, didn't he, in one of the games as well? And yeah. that's Liverpool trying to go on and, and win a game of football. You're taking off probably your biggest hitter and bringing him on to to, to impact the game, and, and he nearly did, by the way. Uh, him, him and Elliot coming on, so you know, it, it shows how high he is rated down there. And listen, Celtic have played their part in that, and that will never be forgotten. But you know, for now, he's gone on to kind of bigger and better things I hate to say it but that, that's the way it kind of is when you go to a team like Liverpool and you know we're seeing his career progress Is it inevitable Michael now though is that is there any way we pull this back you didn't need to get used to it uh, We need to get used to it but I'd like to congratulate Simon on his Masters win in Saturday and obviously Marvin needs to stop being my battle ram <laughs> He was I know he was a disgrace honestly Oh, Thanks, I, don't, I don't know if maybe Simon I, I was thinking about obviously Gary Hooper if he would, would come back up to Scotland I don't know if he would what do you think you getting him a move Simon to well, did I personally get my move on saying, Saturday night yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no listen we were actually talking about it before we came on the show tonight Gary Hooper uh, was the difference for us in the Masters he's 35 <laughs> whether he could you know or whether he'd want to uh, there was a little bit in the press obviously at the weekend whether it was tongue in cheek uh, but he was certainly a level above everything else it was at the Masters that's for sure it'd be hard um <laughs> Where are you looking? You're, um, <laughs> the carpet. Yeah. Thank you to, to Michael, by the way. Thanks again to Scott for his question tonight. Good response on Twitter. Amanda Rankin, Rod Williamson both thrown in some answers. Can you name six teams that have won the Champions League slash European Cup that play in the capital city of their country? You've given me Chelsea and Real Madrid. Give me one more guess each. Ajax. Yes, Marvin. Bayern. Is Munich the capital of I Germany? I don't know. What is, is it? The capital? Berlin. Oh, well then, Every that's day not school is it? Day. it is. I that was right, mate. Okay. So I'm not geography teachers, are Yeah. I, that <laughs> one's got to be right, no? Who? Nah. Go for it. Nah. You've written it down. Nah, nah, nah. He's, uh, <laughs> I nah. love this because we're exposing <laughs> no. football and geographical knowledge. What was it? By the way, I've got a U in geography, if anyone knows what that means. I don't know that's what that means. Ungraded. <laughs> <laughs> Utterly hopeless. Yeah. Can I give you another one? Yep. 
Red Star Belgrade. Oh, ho, 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 superb. That was the one that Rod didn't think you would get. You give him your one. Well, nah, no chance. You're a bad guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll do the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly, Marvin Bartley are here And they've got some work to do on this teaser It's a good question Because it's exposing some, uh, shall we say, gaps in their knowledge We're looking for the six teams Who've won the European Cup slash Champions League And they play in the capital city of their own country So like Chelsea from London, Ajax from Amsterdam, Real Madrid And Red Star Belgrade is a sneaky one I'm honestly not going to embarrass I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you Give me the one that you've got, right? Roma They've never won it Okay, what was the other one? I do <laughs> nah, no, 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 listen You will see the method in my madness here, right? right go Because I think I've written down the Go, see it Porto. Right, it is wrong, all right, oh, but perfect. not like not hilariously wrong. And I just, I just thought you should know that. <laughs> Benfica, Benfica, are from Lisbon. There you go. go. I should have said you one. Then you right. <laughs> <laughs> One more, and we'll get it before the end of the show. I'm absolutely certain. Thanks again uh, to the folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East School Bride, uh, for helping us out on the teaser as well. Right, let's hear a bit more from Nat Phillips. We heard them on Ben Doak. Uh, let's make it a bit more about club football. He says he was forced to watch the win over Rangers from the Ibrox press room. Uh, he says it was maybe for the best, but he still managed to enjoy the occasion. I had to watch it from inside, so you could obviously hear the atmosphere, but I didn't get to see it for myself. It's obviously got a huge reputation, that game. Um, and I think, like I said earlier, the lads did well to get the result. Obviously, I wanted to be in and around the dressing room in amongst the boys. Um, taking it all in um, inside the media room itself wasn't as fun as it might have been in the stands but um, at the same time it might not have been that fun in the stands as probably the only Celtic person in a stand Um, but I enjoyed it yeah it was just good to be there and supporting the lads it was obviously a tense game to watch as well but an enjoyable one Um, strange I guess Um, you wouldn't get to soak up the environment but it sounds like Simon maybe Celtic fans will be able to, to see him soon yeah. There was a bit of interest about the European <coughs> squads Named Yeah he was on it um, Mike Navrotsky was not in it mm. So what did you make of that? I can only speculate Navrotsky's injury Is yeah. going to take them over that period of time That they're in the Champions League Through to December uh, Phillips I thought at the time when he came in We spoke about it on the show at the t- I thought he was he'd go straight into that team Obviously that wasn't the case uh, but I, I believe he's been training, he's up to speed, it's been two weeks, so I, th- I think he'll be there or thereabouts at the weekend. I mean, it's only Wednesday, but that doesn't tell the story, Marvin, because the build-up to an Old Firm game is intense, and therefore so is the aftermath. You heard the fan earlier, Rangers fans stewing over that defeat, and Michael Beale desperate to beat St Johnston um, at the to, weekend. Has to. Mm-hmm. And Celtic, I mean... Needing similarly needing to to build on that and prove that that you know that wasn't a flash in the pan either and it's um it's going to be a really interesting restart isn't it Yeah definitely you know, starting with Celtic they they they're going to want to and they need to back up you know obviously you know that win um you know because when you play for that football club you're expected to win week in week out regardless of who it's against so yeah they've beaten obviously Rangers they've had the international break and 
And Brendan Rodgers and the fans will, you know, want to hit the ground running again. I think the fans will want to see again an improved performance. I think, you know, they'll be they'll be expecting that. They'll probably think Brendan's had the players on the grass for an extra week now, um, without having the game on the Saturday. So they'll want to see the slight changes that he's been making, and you know, maybe seeing you know Celtic dominate for for more of the game. Um, in terms of Rangers, obviously they go into that game, and, and Simon said that they have to win that. They really, really do. There, there'll be massive pressure upon the players. Um, and everyone at the football club, let's be honest, the manager as well. Um, the fans have obviously been, you know, seething since that kind of the old firm game, and, and they'll be expecting not only a win, but but again a massive, massive performance. And you know, those Rangers players, no uncertain terms, will be understanding what's needed. And I'm sure James Tavernier and Michael Bill will be relaying that to, to absolutely everyone. You know, we go out and win this game, we win it in style. Oh, it will feel like we've never been away. It was a shortish international break, Simon. But you know, that first one. Oh, it comes down early in yeah. the. It comes early in the season, and I know there is another one not not too far away. But you know, the, the kind of early season excuses were probably at that time, or they, yeah. they, they kind of need to get forgotten. Yeah, players are new, but fine. Yeah. And you know, teams setups new, whatever. This is now kind of foot to the floor to see what teams are made of. Yeah, we're into it. Uh, the games are going to come thick and fast. Obviously, domestic scene. I enjoy the international breaks. I, I like watching Scotland. Obviously, we're winning, uh, but it's, it's good when the domestic games come back round. Firmly looking forward to the, the weekend's fixtures, and as you say, it, it is foot to the floor now. You know, the Champions League and Europa League games are there for for Celtic and Rangers as well, and. You know, I don't think Rangers can afford to slip up. The way the, the game went two weeks ago, I would say you won't see Celtic without any disrespect to the 11 that started any weaker this season. They're going to get guys back. I and think Atati's back, isn't he? Atati's back. They've lost a bad, I believe, uh, get injured in international duty, which is a bit of a blow, but I think they will get stronger. And, you know, Rangers are doing the chasing. Uh, although, as one of the callers said earlier on, we're only... September, we're only a few games in, but they, they can't afford to slip up. Uh, it's just come to my attention completely by luck. I was just flicking through Twitter, it just popped up, you know, in the four U bit Celtic Lisboa on this day, 1997. Simon Donnelly scored a outstanding header. Oh, yeah, at, at your place. <sighs> at your, have you seen it? What's the technique there? It's like, just get the head off the, off the ears. Like, Did you jump? Yeah. And he's sort of facing back the way and he can. I love that luminous Motherwell strip We've got that for my 8th birthday I don't know why they're wearing it at home but um, And weirdly as I've just seen the ball flash past The Motherwell goalkeeper also had that goalie strip A weird like orange and black mess Probably the last goalie Yeah I think so Probably the one and only Why did I get a goalie strip? But it's the one and only I think I had But anyway There we go Right, we're pretty much out of time. Um, I think we're not too far away. Um, I know Gordon and Copebridge was hanging on. I don't think we should. Oh, I don't oh, think we've got much time to more. squeeze Gordon in. So what we'll do is give Gordon a call back uh, another time if that's all right, because it would be it would be hel- it would be hello and yeah. goodbye. Thought you meant our um, Gordon to do it at this stage. Uh, no, listen, I would not take this call <laughs> in the bar. If I could, if I could, oh yeah, it's bath night. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, that's an awful thought. And we were actually um, we were at the Cash for Kids Golf Day today. Uh, so thank you to everyone who supported that event. We're obviously always trying to raise much needed money for children who need it most uh, here in Glasgow in the West. Um, 
I mean the winning score Absolutely ludicrous Unbelievable people had to cheat At a charity golf day But whatever <laughs> That's neither here nor there um, And yeah Good day had by all So I don't I don't know what stage you'll be at How, how did Daz play? I believe he's the, the player out yeah, of the three yeah, of you Yeah he was decent He was solid enough Yeah Yeah, yeah he, was, he was decent Willow Couldn't grumble uh, No no. off day An off day He'd have been yeah. stiff from the weekend Let's be honest <laughs> Oh man It was more than that uh, Oh <laughs> The course at Tunbury took a took a fair ripping up. You think that carpet was bad? <laughs> Whoa! Wilson was chewing it to bits. Anyway, right, we've got what we've got two more on this teaser. Uh, we're looking for six teams that have won the Champions League or European Cup that play in the capital oh, cities one, of their country. One to get. Okay, you've got Chelsea, Ajax, Benfica, Real Madrid, Red Star, Belgrade, which means you do have only one more. And what is it going to be? No. Oh right, I thought you like had it up your no, sleeve. No, we don't have it. We should have it. It's a great question. We're going back a bit and it's one of like the... I mean, the thought of this team winning the European Cup Champions League now, now is incredible. Care. No. Why am I caring? The Scandinavian? No. I'd answer. I mean, it's one of those that if I give you the clue, like the country, you'll love it. I mean, you should get it. You need to give us it. <laughs> the Romanian? Bucharest. Stoya, Stoya. Bucharest. What year wow. was that? I can't remember, you know. Stoya Is it about 91 or something, no? Aye, I th in penalties maybe. Before my time, so you're struggling. Oh, now he's saying penalties, he's giving us all the stats behind them it. Red Star, yeah, they played for penalties. Uh, Peg, it's Red Star, did they? Stoya Bucharest. There we go. Thank you very much to Simon and Marvin. We are 86. It was only five years out. Did Red Star win it in 91? You probably must have. Anyway, we'll leave it there. <laughs> and Gordon and Mark are back tomorrow from six. <laughs>